Hello, this is Bill Lytell again. Uh, wisdom for your walk. A little wisdom for your walk here. This is a subject that I have seen a lot of people infected with and hurt by a misunderstanding of what I'm about to explain today. If you will get what I'm about to explain, or if you've already gotten it as a truth in life, you are miles ahead of a lot of other folks. I see constantly people uh, are bothered with, troubled with, stressed with other people's problems. In other words, things going around them that really they have no control. You've seen it. But they're, but they're stressed out of their mind. They're, oh, I had a woman recently have some sort of a physical problem because she was so stressed over her daughter's this and her cousin's this and, and some people she wasn't related to, their trouble they were having and, and um, you know, other people's trouble they were having. She was, in other words, so overly uh, concerned with those people around her and the troubles they were having. It was actually affecting her health uh, adversely. The doctor's advice to her was uh, quit getting in other people's matters and start concentrating on your own, get more positive, start thinking about Philippians 4, 8, etc., you know, get more positive in your life. So the title of this uh, little podcast is No Dog in the Fight, No Dog in the Fight. Uh, the Bible teaches that when we have trouble, we're given grace. We're given grace. Um, I believe that everything that goes on, and you can go through the whole New Testament on the study of grace, and you'll find that Paul and anybody in the writes in the New Testament gives a lot of credit to the grace of God. Really, everything goes to the grace of God. But I get the grace of God when I go through a trouble or a trial. You don't. In other words, I get a certain grace when I got cancer at 28 years old. I got a certain grace when I got lymphoma. I got a certain grace when I uh, have had other troubles like polycythemia vera and some other things that have come on my physical body. I get grace for those things, uh, but you don't. Why would you? Why would God give you grace for my trouble or my trial? So the trial I go through, I get grace from God. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 15 says an interesting statement. It says, looking diligently, lest any man fail of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you, thereby many be defiled. You and I cannot afford to get bitter, especially over other people's disappointments or other people's trials. What God does with other people is what he does with other people. I have no dog in the fight. I have no interest in the fight per se. Oh, I want to comfort my brother and help my brother. Um, you know, it's wonderful. It's just beautiful. Go ahead and do it. But not to become to the place where I'm trying to bear their burdens. or to bear one another's burdens. I know the Bible says that. But not to bear it to the place of, uh, the extent of grace that I have. And what people do is they pretty soon are so concerned with other people's trouble and other people's trial that they break under it because they're not being given the grace that the other people are given for their trial. Because when you go through a trial, God's going to give you great grace, and you're going to feel it. I've known people going through some stuff that would knock the socks off of most folks, and they just whiz right through it, go right through it, because they've been given the grace of God, and they just go right through it. But people around them seem not to be able to do that. Why? They don't have the grace of God. 
Only the people going through the trouble have the grace of God. Great peace have they that love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. I see people get offended. That's Psalm 119, 165. I see people get offended on a regular basis by how God's treating other people or how people are treating other people. And let's say so-and-so offends my uh, brother or so-and-so offends my cousin or so-and-so offends my preacher even or or a deacon in my church. That's not my fight. I have no dog in that fight. Let them work it out with the grace that God will give them to do it. And you stay out of it. Mind your own business. Work with your hands. The Bible says, First Thessalonians chapter four, I believe it's either ten or eleven or both. That we're to, we're to, basically, I preach a sermon called "Shut Up, Mind Your Own Business, and Work with Your Hands." There was learn to be quiet. It says, or I say, shut up. I mean, we need to learn to say less and do more. Uh, we we need to learn to uh, to not comment on every every problem around us with people are having with each other, husbands and wives, uh, sisters, brothers, workplace trouble. I knew a girl that couldn't hold a job one time. She literally went from job. She'd work about six months, maybe eight months in a job. She'd quit it, just upset, uh, angry. Uh, all the people there, they got this trouble, so and so. And she knew the background and history of every one of the people she worked with. And it was negative, negative, negative. And she'd quit. She'd go to a new place. Oh, a new place. She was fine for a while. You know, people jump churches for the same reason. They get in a church. They find out every negative thing that ever could happen, get critical. Why? They don't have the grace. A lot of that stuff that they're learning about and doing, is they don't have grace for that. God's given grace for the people going through it. And and you just got to mind your own business. You know, be, learn to be quiet, mind your own business, work with your hands. Keep your head down, do what God's asked you to do. Uh, if you get a bus ministry, do your bus ministry. Make that your prime directive. Make that the goal of your life. You got a soul winning ministry, door to door ministry, track passing out ministry, nursing home ministry, little Bible study ministry. Do what you do. Let other people have the grace that they're given to go through their trials, and you take the grace you're given to go through your trials. Otherwise, you're going to get a root of bitterness. And that root of bitterness is going to spring up. It's going to trouble you. And it's not only going to trouble you, but when it defi- when it troubles you, it's going to defile many. That's what the Bible says. It's going to hurt other people. You're going to get offended. I believe in being unoffendable. Now, I realize I've been offended and I've failed in that area, but I believe our goal should be to be unoffendable. We had an old preacher, Pastor McKinney, I worked under, and he said, I'm unoffendable. He was an old Irishman, had kind of a hot temper. And I, I laughed and laughed when he said that because I said, yeah, you're unoffendable today, but maybe not tomorrow. I mean, he, I, I get the struggle. I get that we fall. The Bible says righteous falls seven times, rises up again. I get the fact we want to be unoffendable. I think you have a good goal, and it's a great goal, to try to be and want to be unoffendable. I'm not getting offended for the troubles you're going through. I'm going to let you go through them and with the grace that God has given you And I want to go through my troubles with the grace that God has given me so that we both come out well in the end. I do not want to get all bitter, upset because of the problems. Going back to this girl that had these jobs, she had about seven or eight jobs within a few-year period. I told her husband, because her husband was frustrated, and he came up to me and said, Brother Bill, what in the world is going on? I said, your wife, she gets involved in everybody else's business, and she takes up their trouble but she doesn't have the grace they have to go through it, and she fails 
by getting bitter about it and defiles, if I may say, not only herself, but those around her, quits her job, and consequently got a bad reputation, hurt her husband, couldn't help him with him making a living and stuff, and it was just eventually, it was bad. In fact, to be honest with you, those, they got divorced later on. She just was so bitter about life. This whole pandemic thing, I've seen people read all this stuff on the internet, and they're just disturbed. They're unhappy. They're mad. You know what? I'm not taking up all those troubles and, and defile myself and make myself bitter and stumble. I'm going to rejoice in the things I know are true. You know, Philippians 4, 8, I'm just going to rejoice in the things I know are just. I'm going to rejoice in the things I know are, are, are right and lovely and the positive part about I'm not ignoring the negative. Hey, I deal with it. But I'm going to spend my time on on what God has given us and the good things God has given us. You know, I just talked the other night about Paul and Silas when they were delivered to prison. They were beaten and put in the inner prison. And about midnight, they began to praise God and sing songs. That's me. That's what I want to be. I'm not saying that's me all the time. But I sure want to be that. I want to be able to sing in the in the midnight of my life, in the worst part of my life. I want to be able to praise God when everything looks as bad as it could possibly look. Why? Because I'm seeing things which are invisible. That's why. Like Moses, who left Egypt and all it offered. Why? Because he, he as seeing him who is invisible. I believe that's Hebrews 11.27. And so it'll help you. I hope this helps you some. Man, do not take up offenses for other people. You don't have any dog in the fight. Stay out of it. Mind your own business. Learn to be quiet. Mind your own business and work with your hands. This is some wisdom for your walk. May God bless you today.